Hey, welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast, where our goal is to inspire and equip you to build a grace-filled, life-giving morning routine. My name is Kat Lee, and today our guest is Jackie Drew, co-owner of Rad Joy. We're going to dive into her morning routine and how that inspired her family business. We're also going to discuss keys to creating the perfect morning spot. So stay tuned to the end where we will also have details on a special giveaway that Jackie is doing just for Hello Mornings. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the Hello Mornings podcast. Thank you so much, Kat. I'm so glad to be here. All right. So for everybody listening, tell us uh, kind of the little 411 on you and what you do. Okay, sounds good. So like you said, my name is Jackie Drew. Um, So this is super exciting to be on your show because you were actually the first podcast that I ever listened to. So yeah, so that's super exciting. But um, I am married to Rick. We've been married for 15 years and we have three kiddos. Um, Our oldest son, David, is 10 and he's going into fifth grade. And then we have a little girl, Charlie, who's going into second. And then our baby girl, Riley, is four. So, um, we are busy and lots of fun. (laughs) I love it. And you live here in Texas. That's actually, I guess that's probably the first time we met at, was it at Declare, the Declare conference? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We live in, um, we actually just moved to a couple of weeks ago, but we now live in Colleyville, Texas. Okay. Okay. Which is in the DFW area, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. It's by Grapevine and South Lake and all that. Okay. Awesome. And for those of you listening, if you have not ever been to the Declare Conference, that's happening this October. I'll be speaking there. And it's just such a fun, sweet conference. And I highly encourage it's not just for people who do blogging and writing and all that sort of stuff. It's honestly, I think anybody could get so much out of it. So th- there's my little declare plug. Uh, I agree. Conference. Go check it out. Yeah, completely awesome. And all it's right. so it's just so inspirational to be there and be around all, all these other women too. Yes. You know, it's just a great time. And what I really love about it is just how genuine and authentic it is. Like it doesn't, I've been to lots of different conferences and some of them feel like you kind of need to, I don't know, schmooze, maybe not Mm -hmm. schmooze, but it just feels (laughs) different. And this one just feels like, oh, I'm with all my best friends that I've never met before. And I can really let down my guard and be inspired by the vulnerability of others. And I just love it. I completely agree. I know we've done so many conferences that where we're sponsors and you're working the whole time. And this is one of those rare conferences that I come home feeling completely refreshed Mm -hmm. and revitalized and just God restoring my soul during that time. So like you said, it's just such a genuine group of people. So highly recommend. All right. So you have a 10 year old and I'm guessing, let's see, second grade. So probably seven, eight She's eight. She's, I mean, she's seven. No, she's sorry. Seven. She's seven. She'll be eight in October. Okay. Okay. And then you said a four-year-old. So yes. what does morning look like in that phase of life for you? Well, so I would say, um, it's actually been changing as time has gone by. Um, I grew up in a Catholic, um, I had a Catholic foundation and just, we just didn't grow up really I didn't really have a morning routine. I didn't really have any type of time of just reading the Bible. We went to church and did those kind of things. But several years ago, um, I was talking with a friend and just about starting a morning routine. And she said, you know, that is your way to show God that he's first, no matter what. And I just love that. She was like, you know, before I do anything, I just wake up 
and he's the first person I talk to in the morning. And so obviously, like you said, my kids are, they're a little bit older now, but as the years have gone by, that morning routine has changed. Um, but I wake up and that's the very first thing that I do. So if during the school year, when my kids are, um, you know, at school, I set my alarm for about 30 minutes before they wake up and I either do a devotion Um, or if I'm reading a prayer book, I'll read through that. And, um, several years ago also, I just started really feeling the need to want to pray more. And so I started researching and finding different, different ways to, um, just really focus that prayer time. And so I just kind of created a prayer binder and I do that most mornings too. I love it. Do you have have a certain drink that you drink, anything to wake you up in the morning? Oh, I'm so boring. Um, I usually, honestly, am just a water drinker in the morning. I just need to be hydrated right when I first wake up. Sometimes I'll have a um, a chai tea. Mm. Um, I love yep. chai tea. Um, but I, I not have much caffeine, so I have to be careful with that. Water isn't so, boring. Water is awesome. Water is awesome. It's just refreshing, especially you- when it's 112 degrees outside. Right. Hello, Texas. <laughs> Yeah. So do you put anything in your water? Be boring if you want to be boring. That's totally Do you put anything in your water or do you like it with ice or without ice? These are the details that I like to know. No, literally nothing. Ice. Ice and water and that's it. Okay, so I'm a no ice person, so I'm even more boring. Oh, that's funny. I, um, but you, I will say too, when I do my quiet time, I usually don't even, I don't have anything before I get up. I literally wake up and the first thing I do, I don't even get out of bed. I have my Bible right by my bed and I just start praying right away. And then I get up and get a cup of water and all of that. So does that wake your husband up or is he already up? He's usually already up. Okay. And then your kids are still in bed at that point in time, right? They're still in bed, right. And during the summer, they know. um, I mean, they'll sometimes they'll come in and crawl in with me. And my son, especially my son, who's, I mean, he's going into fifth grade. He now over the past couple, probably it's been about a year. He now has a quiet time too. Mm -hmm. So he goes to his room and he has his little space and he does his thing. And sometimes he'll say, tomorrow morning, can we wake up and do our quiet time together? And so he'll come in my room or I'll go into his room. And so the summer looks a little different. And then but, you're like, do you want me to, can I buy you a race car or a pony? <laughs> <laughs> what better question can a kid ask their mom than can we do our quiet time together? I love I know. it. And a boy. And a it's boy. Even, yes. You know, I'm like, it, it honestly, he makes me a better person. Oh, I love it. I love it. So you say He's you have awesome. your stuff next to you. How do you keep your, your morning stuff organized because, you know, sometimes we might have our Bible and a prayer journal and pens and stuff. (laughs) You, you had the same thing and then you came up with a solution for it. Yes. So that is a challenge to me. I am like a highly organized person. So I like systems and routines and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, so I, it drove me crazy that I'd wake up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I had a pin here. A kid took it. Someone <laughs> took something. Where did it go? Or it's like my, that's my good pins or, you know, so I, my husband, um, 
work, he works with wood. And so I said, can you create for me something where I can organize all of this? And so he created what we call rad boxes. And it is um, just a wooden box. We have a standard size and a little one too, but they have little um, dividers in them. And so to have different compartments. And so you can, the dividers come out. So if you need a bigger space, you can pull one of those out. Um, And so I can put my Bible in there and my pens and prayer cards and all my materials. And that way, if I'm going to go in my son's room, I just pick up my box and bring it to his room. I love you. It's like your little, your little handy Manny toolkit. <laughs> it's awesome. Your faith. Well, and honestly, it's, it's one of those things that when it's there, it makes it easier because you just mm-hmm. see it and you're like, oh yeah, this is part of what I'm doing. And, um, that I've been doing it for a couple of years now, but for Christmas last year, Rick made rad boxes for all my kids and one for him too. And I, I mean, it's silly that a box would make such a difference in our routine. But like I said, it's just, it's right there. You get it. And I mean, even my kids are with my parents this week in Houston and they brought their boxes with them. Oh, I love it. And so, yeah. And I, that my son was like, we have to make room for the rad box on there. <laughs> so he had all of his Bible and his colored pencils and everything. So, well, you know, I was reading a book this week called Willpower Doesn't Work. Now, I can't say I recommend it wholeheartedly as I have not finished it. However, there was this one part that I really, well, actually not just one part. It's kind of the premise of the book. It's the idea that willpower is kind of the last thing that we should use when we're trying to build habits or build routines or change something. Kind of like the the analogy that I, I've put to it is if I was going to keep my girls safe. So I have a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old girl. Girls. However, the grammar is on there. You know what I mean? I have two girls. <laughs> I know what you mean. One's 16. One's 14. If I wanted to keep them safe, I could send them to like a self-defense class and teach them self-defense. And that's one level of safety. That's like our willpower. But then I could also say, hey, you can't go downtown at 2 a.m. by yourself walking. Mm. Or I could say, hey, don't, you know, go to this place in the middle of the night or, you know, be alert when you're going to this place. So it's the idea of willpower or like in their case, self-defense is kind of the last resort. But the the phrase that this author used was environmental design. And so, you know, with the example of my girls, they're designing, they'd be designing their environment. And I'd be helping them design their environment for being safe and making good decisions. And then at the last resort, they know that, um, you know, the self-defense methods or whatever. Right. And so in this book, he's talking about it's the same thing with our willpower when we're trying to, you know, spend time with Jesus. And it's something we want to do, but we also have an enemy who doesn't want us to do Mm -hmm. that. We can have the willpower to do it. But if that's our first line of defense, we're going to do a whole lot more fighting. It's going to be so much more exhausting. But Mm -hmm. if instead we create this environment and we we'd use environmental design and we have a box that's sitting there that has everything organized and is just inviting <laughs> us to use the fun pens and use and it's them. cute and it's cute <laughs> and we're just like yes we we have flowers in one of the boxes and it just yep. draws us to it we're creating that environment that makes it so much easier so we never have to rely on the willpower as much. We're like, oh, look at that cute. Oh, yeah, that's my time with you. Oh, I'm going to spend time with Jesus now. You know, we just sort of see it and it inspires us. And I think that the idea of the rad box totally fits in with that because we're not waking up and we're like, okay, where's my Bible? 
Oh, no, I took my good pens. I used to go (laughs) to my kid's room. Then I go to my kid's room to get my good pens. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so messy in here. I need to clean this now. And then we just (laughs) totally get off track. Well, there's so many distractions. So it's so nice to just have it there and to keep it out. You know, that was one of the things Mm -hmm. I noticed, too. There was one week where I, I always kept my Bible in my room. And one week, just for fun, I was like, I'm going to keep it in the kitchen. And so I put my Bible on the kitchen um, counter with my cell phone right next to it. And every time I checked my cell phone, I read a Bible verse. I was reading through Psalms. Hmm. And um, man, it completely changed my whole day. And so that was another inspiration too with the rad box is that it doesn't even have to be in your room. You could put it, some people keep it in their kitchens and some people, you know, they have places where they're walking by it every day. So it's not, I mean, start it off, start off in the morning with it, but we also should be looking at the Bible all through the day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You so keep it by your coffee pot so that, you know, exactly. okay, if I'm going to have my coffee, I'm going to have my time with Jesus. They go hand in hand. Exactly. And I think, like you said, when you set those routines, like, okay, I'm going to check my phone. Oh, I'm going to read this first. It just, it instills something and, and you know, it just makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, I was just saying, so I just love my box because I can keep it out and it's pretty, you know? Yes. yes. And it's just so funny. Just different things that I've done this summer. It's funny how it, it really changes what you do. Just a small physical change can change the way you behave. Like, For example, right now as we're recording this, it is summer in Texas. And yesterday, I think it was 114 degrees. Mm. You know, it's always weird when the temperature outside is also a setting on your oven. Um, (laughs) And so we have a very hilly yard and we do not have a pool, which should be a requirement in Texas, but whatever. (laughs) And so I just bought one of those like metal frame pools and then surround it in bamboo so it didn't look like a metal frame pool. And it's up on the top of our hill in our backyard. And... We literally, all of us were up there the other night, and I was like, when was the last time we were all up on this hill? And they're like, last summer when you set up the pool. And (laughs) so it's just funny how just adding this one thing changes the way we use our whole property. It is so true. And being intentional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just by creating a space, it draws you to it or people to it. And then you can just, you use that space in your time and everything differently. And so I just love the idea of environmental design and the way the red box fits into that. Now, you were talking also about how you were inspired by prayer and wanting to dive deeper into prayer. And I know that's something that, you know, is so intimidating for a lot of people. You know, I don't know if it's my mm-hmm. desire to be inclusive, but I'm like, well, okay, well, I'm going to sit down and pray. Who am I going to leave out today? Or <laughs> yes. what am I going to pray yes. for? And it just feels sort of overwhelming. So what are some of the things that you learned in that journey? So I agree with you 100% because, and I'm one of those people, if I say I'm going to pray for you, I want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm, you know, I'm just, I want to, I want to stand by that. And so, but it was getting so overwhelming. I'd have such a long list of people to pray for. And so I was just, I found myself every time I would sit down to pray to just be so incredibly overwhelmed. And so, like I said earlier, I'm organized, like I like systems and rituals. And so I just literally spent weeks um, just researching and trying to find out more information about prayer and um. And so I basically took it from the acts 
I don't know if you've ever heard of that, where it's the adoration, confession, thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. supplication. And so um, I made a prayer binder. And in that first section, the beginning was all about adoring God and getting my heart centered on him. And it's, I mean, sometimes literally it's just, I just pick a word or a character trait of his and just start my time of prayer, just saying, God, you are faithful. And that's what I'm going to focus on today throughout the day is just how your character doesn't change, you know, and just kind of centering my heart on adoring him or listening to a praise song and just starting that, you know, starting that time, putting my focus on him. And then um, the next section of my binder was about confession and just being able to um, have asked the Holy Spirit to search my heart and see what areas that I needed to, to lay down and um, to ask for forgiveness. Um, and then Thanksgiving. And I, I think um, this is honestly one of the biggest things is just we have so much to be grateful for. And um, just like you were talking about earlier, just about that intentionality, when we train our brains to look for things that we're grateful for, I think we have that encounter, that encounter with God changes so much. And so I literally just have a bullet list, a section with just a bullet list. And every day I try to come up with at least one thing. And some days I'm like, there's only one thing I can think of, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and there's some days where I'm like, I can write 20 things today, you know, but I try really hard on that to not repeat the Mm -hmm. same things. And, um, and, and sometimes try to dig deep, you know, is there a situation I was doing it last night, actually, and situation right now that I'm going through, that's actually hard. And I wrote down on there, God, I thank you for an opportunity to trust you more because I don't know how to handle this. And, um, so, you know, just trying to look at all different ways of what we can be grateful for. Um, and then that last section was supplication and just, earnestly, that's not a word that we hear too often anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but I use it in conversation pretty much all the time. Every day? Every oh, good. Day. With my children, usually. Let's <laughs> talk about supplication. And um, so many people are like, what does that even mean? I mean, it's like you've heard that word, but what does it mean? But it, I looked it up and it was about earnestly pleading with God. And I just, I thought that was such, just such a beautiful picture I think there's times when we pray and we just go through this rote, like we're going to pray for this and we're going to pray for this. And we forget that we're, we're pleading with the God of the universe, you know, and I just I just love that word supplication. Um, I think and it so- also kind of um, helps communicate the idea of the empathy that you have for the people that you're praying for. You're not just saying, God, can you please do this? But you're just really you know, beseeching God on their behalf. And I, I, I like, I like the way you, I like the way that you put that and in, in the frame that it gives us as we're praying for other yes. people. Mm-hmm. We're just, play, I mean, it literally gives me goosebumps. We at church a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about what G, you know, we, we always talk about what Jesus did for us, but what is he doing now? And what he's doing now is he's just sitting the throne of God, just listening to us and being there with us and being present with us. And so to think about the fact that he's just sitting, waiting for you to just talk to him and to plead with him and to have these conversations with him. And so, like I said, it literally just gives me goosebumps to think of that. But um, so in that supplication section, this 
I've kind of gone through different methods and finally have come to something that really works for me. Um, and so what I have is I have a monthly calendar and on that monthly calendar, I put down people's prayer requests. Like I bring my journal with me. If I go to Bible study, um, I mean, if someone says I have a doctor's appointment on next Tuesday, will you pray for me? I go to my calendar and write it down. And this calendar is not like my regular calendar. It's truly just for prayer requests. Um, and that has helped me so much to just be intentional in my friendships, because then on Tuesday, when I go to that and I'm praying for that person, I can reach out to them, too, and say, I'm praying for you today. Please keep me posted. And um, so anyway, that has really been helpful to me. Um, and I mean, interviews and doctor's appointments and, you know, my, if my kids have a test on a certain day, they're like, will you pray for me this day? And so that, like I said, that's really been helpful. And then I have a weekly section, you know, some people do it where they'll say like Monday, I'm going to pray for this and Tuesday this. And I tried that and it just for me, it didn't work as well. Um, but I, so I do it for a week and every week I have a focus of, what I'm praying for me, what I'm praying for family members, other, and that may be like my school friends or my life group, that, that section. And then I have another section that's open. And every week I'll try to come up with a different group that rotates. Because what I found is that if I try to pray for missionaries and the sick and our church and all that. I mean, literally I would do nothing else but pray all day. Right. Um, and so I have found that I'd rather pray with more depth mm-hmm. than cover a lot. And so if I'm rotating it, um, so like a couple of weeks ago, I prayed for our church and I actually just reached out to the pastor and said, y'all are going to be my focus this week. What is the church? What is the, as a church are we facing that you want me to cover in prayer? And so I just wrote those things. And for that week, I prayed for that. And the next week I picked a new topic and, you know, um, prayed for our school and prayed for my kids' teachers one week. And so I just have a list of all these different areas that I'd like to pray for. And every week I'll rotate that so I can I get really a different. I like that because I, 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 I've done the daily thing. I should do the daily thing. And <laughs> there are days when I don't, you know, stuff happens and I don't really pray for whatever thing was that I was supposed to pray for. Then I'm like, Oh, well, oh, shoot. missed that. Not going to pray for them, I guess, until next Tuesday. And it just, <laughs> you know, it doesn't quite feel right, but to have a whole week, it, I don't know. It allows it you, gives to, you grace. Yeah. It gives you grace, allows you to kind of slow down and be like, okay, how can I really pray for these people? And I love that you reached out to your pastor and that you, yeah, just the idea of, of going deep rather than being like, okay, it's Tuesday. I'm going to pray for so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. And then you're done. Right. And, you're done. and yeah. And even like my kids' teachers, sometimes when I was, I have a week where I'm like, I'm just going to pray for their classes. And so I, I reached out to the teacher. How can I pray for you this, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's been such a, a way to really bond me with people. And yes, I'm not covering every single person to pray for, but, and then maybe the next week I will, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I found that the weekly has just, it, like I said, it just gave me more grace where I tend to have one of those personalities where if I skip a day of something, I'm like, forget it. I'm done with this and let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this has helped me because I'm like, you know what? If something strange happened or a child got sick or something, there's tomorrow and I'm still in the same week, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay. Um, I like that a lot. You know that God gives us grace for all mm-hmm. of that. So he just wants us to talk to him. I like that a lot. You know, 
as I am sitting here, I'm picturing because I, I mentioned this at Declare last year, and I'm sure I probably mentioned it on this podcast. I'm not sure, but I really liked the movie, mainly certain parts of it. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and um, particularly in that this is that is not a blanket recommendation of the movie. There are a couple parts that <laughs> I fast forward over. And I think the whole last fight section is kind of boring, but that's just me. Okay. <laughs> but there's one part that I really like, and it's when Wonder Woman is crossing over this place called No Man's Land. And apparently the soldiers haven't been able to cross it in, you know, three months or something like that. Anyway, she just goes out there and there's just this one particular, I guess, shot that the filmmakers did where she's out there in the middle of no man's land and the enemies are shooting at her and she's got her shield and at this point she doesn't know that she is wonder woman like anything mm-hmm. super special she just saw something that needed to be done and she went out there and there's all this whole army behind her and she just went out there she has a shield and she's crouched down just trying as hard as she can to you know hold off enemy fire mm-hmm. and and then what ends up happening is the, you know, some of the army people come up behind her, they throw a grenade, and then they're able to take over no man's land or whatever. And so it wasn't that she actually won the day. She right. just drew the fire and allowed them to do what they did best. And then they all won the day together. But mm-hmm. just that one picture of her crouched down with her shield in front of her, you can probably Google it and find it online. Or actually, maybe I'll have uh, that put in the show notes for today's episode. But I just love whenever I hear somebody talking about prayer in the morning and praying for the people that they mm-hmm. love and care for, that's the picture that I always mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just picturing you right now like Wonder Woman with that shield and just, you know, your whole family and your church and all those people that you care for and love on behind you and just you're taking ground and and fighting for them on 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 your knees. And and just for all of those listening, as you're praying, it's not just some, you know, oh, okay, I'm gonna go through my prayer list now kind of thing, but you're mm-hmm. literally taking ground and fighting for those that you love and um, fighting for the kingdom of God. And I just, I love that picture. Mm-hmm. So just, and trusting that God will listen. Yes. You know, I think there's yeah. sometimes too, we just pray like, okay, we're going to pray for this and we're going to pray for this. But like, he's listening to that and he, he is, he's going to, he's going to make something happen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So just, I think sometimes when you go with that expectancy too, it mm-hmm. kind of changes the way that you pray mm-hmm. versus just, all right, here's the next person. And here's the next person, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So, love that picture. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I had a friend share once, you know, she's like, well, what do we do when we're praying for something and it doesn't Come true. And and she gave the example of saving for a house. You know, if they she saved for a house and then the sale didn't go through, they didn't just say, Okay, well, I guess I'm not gonna buy a house now. They still, you know, they saved all that money and they're just gonna invest it in the next house that they find. Amen. Yep. And it's the same with our prayer. There's you know, those prayers didn't go nowhere. That was yes. terrible grammar, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Those prayers were invested into the yep. into the kingdom, and we just keep investing and keep investing. So, um, and a lot of times that there those prayers are not answered how we want them. It's a level of protection, yes. you know. We would God knows the future, so He knows what what would happen. In fact, that just happened to us recently. Like I mentioned, we just moved and we've been looking um, for a house for almost two years, which is you know, relatively a decent amount of time Mm -hmm. and finally found a house that we were like, this is it. 
like it was just seemed perfect to us and put an offer on and they didn't accept it and they accepted someone else's. And so then we put a backup offer and we literally fought with some people, not fought, but you know, we were right. trying to get the backup offer. We were accepted as a backup offer. And it was about a month of like ups and downs. Are we going to get this house? Are we not going to get it? Oh, may- maybe something's going to happen. Oh wait, no, it's not. And in the end we didn't get it. And it was like, it was really hard because I just kept thinking, wait, why did like, this is what I've been praying for. And I felt like there were all these signs and it was really confusing. And then literally the day that we found out we didn't get it is when we found the house that we're in now. Mm-hmm. And it's so much better. And, but that whole month I was just really struggling. Cause I'm like, this is what we've been praying for and it's not happening, you know, but God had something better. And oh, so, yeah. um, yeah, he always does. That's so good. Um, I don't know if you follow Annie Downs. Um, I I have I've heard her speak before. Okay, okay. She posted on Instagram the other day a picture of a runway, and apparently she was waiting to go on a, a flight somewhere, but they canceled her flight. And it was it was a really great post. I can I'll, I'll link to it again in the show notes as well. But it's basically the idea of you know I'm sitting here in this airport, and the skies <laughs> are perfectly blue. It doesn't make any sense why I'm going to miss my connecting flight. And she said, but I I just trust that the people in charge know that there's something happening somewhere else and Mm -hmm. that by staying here, I'm staying safe. And she said something along the lines of, you know, when I'm flying, I just trust that the people in charge know what they're doing. So I eat, I work, I read while I'm on the plane, no trusting that they're they know everything happening everywhere and whether it makes sense to me at the moment or not, that they're trying to keep me safe. And she's like, I want to walk the same way with the Lord. Mm, and so kind of like the story that you just shared, you know, that he knew that there was something happening somewhere else that was even better for you. And so he delayed your flight on that house so that you can make the flight to the house. To the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. I love that. I love it. Okay. So in the moment it's confusing, but you just trust. And I think what's so important is to go back and remind yourself of those stories and of times when God has had a delayed yes, mm-hmm. but it's turned out better, you so, know? So do you do that? Do you journal responses to your prayers? So I don't, I'm not a big, a huge journaler. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I kind of do that in two different ways. One, when I'm going through my actual prayer list, if like for my weekly list, if something is answered, I'll actually put it on my thankful, in my thankful mm. section on my list. So I can just go back and look at that. And then the other thing is, um, so my husband makes um, what we call surrender crosses. And they're crosses that have nails in them. And you write down prayers and you nail your burdens to the cross. And um, I will go through those. Sometimes I'll just take all those prayers off of the cross and when they're answered, I I may just write like the date on it or write real quickly how it's answered. And then we have a big jar right when you walk in our house and it's called our faithfulness jar. Mm-hmm. And I put those answered little sheets of paper in there so I can go back and look. And it's just a jar full of all these answered prayers. So um, and I keep it right at the center of our house so that when I can walk by every day and sometimes, honestly, when I feel like. God, have you forgotten me? Like, I know you haven't, but why do I feel like that? I'll just pull prayers out of there and say, okay, remember when you did this and remember when you did this and remember when you did this. And so that's been, um, 
that's been really helpful for me, just the short little prayers. I love that. It's just a visual reminder, not just for you, but really for your kids too, to yes. see, okay, this jar, all these papers, whether they ever pull one out and read them or not, just seeing that jar of papers reminds them that God has been faithful to you guys in so many different ways. I love it's, that. Yeah. And it's super cool to see because my kids have their little crosses in their room and every once in a while I'll see, you know, all of mine are like one color sheet of paper, but every once in a while there's a green neon green post-it <laughs> that they've thrown in there and stuff. And so it's really sweet to see that they're, they're starting to recognize this too. And you see that some prayers, they stay on that cross for years, honestly, mm -hmm. and some are gone the next day. And so it's just such that visual to see how God's timing is perfect. You know, mm -hmm. he's going to answer that. Or sometimes I'll pull it down and think, oh, he didn't answer that how I thought he would, but it was still answered, you know? Yeah. So good. So how did, so, how did you guys start your, your company's called Rad Joy? Rad how did Joy. that all, how did that all get started? So my husband, what my husband, Rick was working in oil and gas field and just feeling really disillusioned, honestly. And, um, we felt like God was telling us that we needed to do something different, but we literally had no clue what that was. And so I just started praying for months and months and months. And my prayer was, God, will you open the doors widely or shut them loudly? Because I want your will to be really evident and I don't want to miss it. So just open those doors so widely or shut them loudly. And so um, probably about several months after I started praying that, he came up with this idea about the surrender cross and started making them kind of just for fun. And then we started selling them and people were like, oh, I want to buy one of these. And so it just kind of started, the word kind of started to spread and it got to where he would be working all day at his job. And then he would come home and work on crosses late. And it was just, it was kind of getting to be a lot to juggle. Mm -hmm. And so one day I called him at work and I said, what would this take for you to just quit your job and us just do this full time? which would be crazy because we'd lose insurance and <laughs> everything. Right. But it just felt like this is maybe what we needed to do. And he said, I cannot believe you just said that. I literally was writing, running numbers right when you called. Wow. So that night he came home from work, sat down at the table, and I was like, something is not right with him. And um, there had been a lot of layoffs at his job. And I was like, did you get laid off? And he said, I did. And so that the same afternoon, same he was laid off. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I literally started laughing, which is not a common <laughs> for me when, when your husband tells you you've been laid off. But it was like God just made it so clear. Like I asked to, for doors to be open or shut. And so it's like he shut that door to his work so he could open this door to our new business. Mm -hmm. Again, one of those prayers where I'm like, not exactly how I thought that. that right. <laughs> but that's how we got started. And so um, we started off, we literally started that night and just, I mean, God, we don't know what in the world we're doing, but just lead us every step. You know, we don't have to worry. This is one of the things that it declare that stuck out to me so much. You don't need to worry about steps three and four when he's just asking you to take step one. Mm. And I think sometimes we get so just stuck in our lives because we don't have the end figured out. Well, yeah. he's not asking you to do that. He'll equip you when that's time. So we just took step one and we're like, 
okay. Everyone was like, you're going to sell crosses. Are you kidding me? Like (laughs) my kids were in a private school. They're still in a private school. And they're like, how are you going to, my husband has like his master's and his CPA and his CFA and all this stuff. And they're like, you know, just every, it was just like, it didn't make any sense, you know? Um, but just gradually God has given us different opportunities and now we make the rad boxes and we also make prayer cards for little kids and for teenagers and married couples and adults. And, um, and so that's helped us just be intentional in our prayer life too. And then we're just about to, like I said, this prayer binder that I created for myself years ago, um, I had a friend that said, you need to turn this into a product because this would really help a lot of women that just need a framework for prayer. Mm -hmm. And so I have been working um, with a designer, Lauren Gaskell, for um, since the beginning of January. It was just God was like, go, you need to do this today. And so I've been working on it and it launches in about two weeks. Um, it's called Daily Joy. And so that is going to be just a framework for prayer. Um, like I said, just to guide you through these areas of prayer and um, the adoration and confession and Thanksgiving and supplication. And I'll have a monthly calendar and a weekly calendar and everything's laid out so that you can just go through and have your have your quiet time. I love that. So you did all the work of figuring out the structure and system and process, and then we just get to benefit from it. <laughs> that's the right? hope. I'm, that's the hope. I, I just am praying wildly that it just blesses so many women. And just like I said, just gives that framework and that guide um, to focus during that time. And mm-hmm. in this, in the book, there's also going to be a section. It's It's kind of like a kind of like a um, calendar, like an Erin Condren or something like that, where it has little, you know, tabs and stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's also a section for scripture where there's, you know, scripture verses when you're feeling anxiety, scripture verses on hope, scripture verses kind of by topic. Um, And then there's also a section on surrendering. And we actually got these little sheets of paper that work with our cross. So when you're struggling with something that's really hard, you can write it on the sheet of paper, tear it out of the journal. And if you have a cross, you can nail it to it. And if you don't have a cross, you can just get rid of it so that it's, it's out, you know, writing something down is huge to just let go of it. Mm -hmm. So we're super excited to launch that, but God has just, like I said, he's provided everything at the right time. Yeah. Uh So yeah. That's amazing. So where can people find you guys online? So we have a website, just rad, uh, rad-joy.com, rad-joy.com. And um, we have a little video on there that shares a little bit about our story. And then um, you can also purchase our products there. And um, we, we we do local pickup and we also ship all around the United States. Awesome. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We've not talked a ton about prayer. So I love how you not only dove into that just with your own story and what you've learned, but that now people have a resource that they can get to implement that as well. Instead of being like, okay, wait, what did she do? How do I do this? (laughs) How did she do this? What didn't work? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. And you're kind of like Wonder Woman out there. And now there's this whole (laughs) army of women behind you that are going to be using the resource that you created to help fight the good fight. So Ah, it makes me want to cry. I'm so excited. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Kat. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. 
I hope you enjoyed our chat with Jackie today and you're inspired to create your own fun morning kit. It's amazing, really, what a difference it makes just to have all your stuff together in one place. Now, if you're listening to this the week the episode airs, the Daily Joy Prayer Guide that Jackie mentioned is open for pre-orders over on her site, radjoy.com. And she's also giving away a copy to a Hello Mornings listener. So follow us on Instagram or just Hello Mornings or on Instagram to get the details on how to enter that giveaway. And if you want any show notes or links to any of the things we mentioned in the episode today, just go to hellomornings.org to get all that stuff and you'll be all set. Now, my name is Kat Lee, and I'm so excited that you joined us today. And I will see you next time on the next episode of the Hello Mornings podcast. This time for you I bow before the throne Of a noble king And in this place My heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with his grace His grace and sweet new mercy This song is called God Day by Jen Stanbro. You can get your copy at iTunes, Amazon, or jenstanbro.com.